It's Kings of the North. We're Is back. Ever. Who, baby? Rob with an H here with Beefcake. Ah, uh, feels good at number one, baby. And Professor Pigskin. Ah. <sighs> Gonna be a lot of that. A lot of yeah. I'm looking forward of, to it. A lot of disgruntled grunts, I think, from Professor this week. It's Even more than my ear, so keep it up. More the merrier. Yeah. Well, good to be back with you. Hope that you're enjoying your holiday season. Um, I'm in a good mood, right? Aren't uh, you, Beefcake? Oh, I let me tell you, these last couple days really could not have gone any better. It's just been uh, one fantastic day after the other. Um, you know, really digging myself into the holiday spirit and, uh, you know, having a blast, baby. I see that you haven't murdered Professor Pigskin, so your why mood must you, be pretty good. I don't understand why you think I'm going to murder Professor Pigskin. I think it's Nothing. because right now... Like he's he's living like a hell on earth, so it's actually mm. worse to leave him alive. I think that's the only sure. reason why I have not been killed yet is is precisely what you just said. Uh, I mean, if I had won the last two games, I would be dead now. So in a way, they've saved my life. So the sweet release oh, of I'm... death would be welcome right now for oh, yeah. Professor, given the Vikings' performance. That's absolutely the last true. Couple weeks. That's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I'm happy to be alive. Um, Me too. Again, I've been keeping a low profile due to some of the severed business connections that I've mm. made and cooperating with the law. Um, now, when you say cooperating with the law, are you? Is this against said um, business connections that you've severed? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's cooperating with the U.S. District Attorney, and Ooh, you know, I don't wow. like that. Plea yeah, bargain not, sort of thing that's based upon there. information that I had. I distrust most district attorneys. Just they've, they've You've left had, How many have you left, had interactions with? Well, not, not many, but I'm just saying based on, you know, what I've read about them and the things that I've seen they do, they've left sour tastes in my mouth. What, hmm. what things have you seen about the U.S. district attorneys? Well, not necessarily U.S. district attorneys. I'm talking. Well, there's just one in San Bernardino that just is just oh. you know, just terrible. And uh, well, no one likes should, a rat. Uh, that's for sure. No. Yeah. Mm. Nobody. Um, so be careful, Rob. Well, I, mm. I wasn't dealing yeah. with any yeah. kind of a rat district. I, this is again. This isn't. This is a a federal district attorney. Oh. This is a federal case. This isn't based out so of San Bernardino. It's even worse than a than a. No, I, I maybe I don't. County, I don't know. My district back was a, up against the wall. I didn't have any other choices. I wasn't going to jail. That was not an option. So, <laughs> well. I'm just. I mean, it, it would have been cool to record a KOTN from jail, though. I yeah that that's gonna really bring in the listeners I think and then you can get your your cellmates to like listen in and that's gonna like right. yeah quadruple our our listeners I, I think most of our listeners are like you get either in. from jail or jail adjacent yes I mean Napoleon Sausage related. certainly fits into that oh he's God. always going back no and question forth between yeah no he's question. a he's a jailbird but yeah it. It's just jail's not for me, no. And I think you I should. Just, take I made a decision. You're too delicate. I should go to. I should go to jail. Yeah, you might be able to hang out with Malik Beasley over there. And you should not pass go that either. For the record, that's, that's funny, Matt. Really funny. <laughs> yeah, do not. Yeah, it's six hundred dollars now. By the way, wow, six hundred, not two hundred. All right. Well, I I just I always roll doubles, and then I'm able to get out of there. So, sure. Okay. You've been rolling doubles well, your whole life. Let's. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's head to the bar and talk about this week's games. Yes. Let's get into the mm. holiday spirit. Um, let's start with Saturday night football. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. 
uh, the new editor uh, we hired is really working out right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't get much worse than it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. He was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he was. I think he was actively trying to sabotage the show. Certainly. Well, he was. No, I. He belongs in jail. Well, that's probably where he is right now. Maybe these pigs would murder him instead. Ah, he's not worth my time. Um, but you know what is worth my time? Saturday night football. Oh, gross. Yeah. It Again, was awesome. How could you say it was awesome? I mean, this is another one of these games where it seems like every week the Packers are playing some awful team. Just and terrible. they kind of like squeak, squeak by them and you claim this is some huge victory. Well, I, what I was referring to, Rob, just to clarify, was just football on pro football on Saturday night. Was mm. awesome. I think okay. we all agree on that. The idea of your team playing Saturday night, knowing that you can get as drunk as possible, and then have an entire Sunday to sit on the couch recovering while watching more football. How is football while you're hungover? Um. That's I actually very think often. it's better. It's better than sober and or drunk football. Oh, wow, hungover football is the best. Is like it, it. It might be the best. I, I can't imagine listening to Greg Jennings. I don't understand over. that. Yeah, Greg Jennings was a big downer, but we'll yeah. we'll get to that later. Send me into the dry up. heaves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, the game itself was, uh, quite honestly, a beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Um, the Lord. Carolina Panthers go down, crushing defeat uh, from the Green Bay Packers, twenty-four to sixteen. Pretty um, close. Let me let me give credit where credit is due. Um, Carolina, that was clearly their best punch. They gave it everything they had with one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. Um, I, now, Teddy Bridgewater. It, He's got more grit and more, you know, moxie than any quarterback I've seen the Green Bay Packers play this year. Chutzpah. Um, Now, the fact that he's on his third team in however many years is just mind-boggling because why any team would let Teddy Bridgewater leave their facilities just... I don't understand it, personally. Um, Um, If this is a veiled Kirk Cousins shot, I'll have you know that... Kirk's like best five seasons. Kirk has like five seasons better than anything that Teddy's ever put together. That may be true, Stop. but not everything has to do with Kirk. Clearly, clearly, Kirk doesn't have the the heart or the you know the the grit of Teddy Bridgewater. Sure, um, this like guy would know about grit. making things. He would he was making things happen all over the field. Pressure in his face constantly was just delivering dimes. Um, you know, his offensive line did him no credit, and yet he almost brought his team back against the vaunted Packers defense that was playing lights out all night. Um, this doesn't make sense. Credit where credit's due. Teddy Bridgewater rules. Wow. That's that's awfully uh, magnanimous of you to, to... I mean... You know, I was expecting you to talk about how great the Packers were, but you take your time and you praise Teddy, so... Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you got to respect your opponent when, you know, they clearly are giving you their best. Look, their listeners, best if, you think, if you think even a syllable of that insane rant was meant in good faith, then, like, you probably vote for Republicans, too, because that was just a monstrosity of just, I don't, I've never heard anything so disingenuous in my entire life. I, uh, vote, for, I vote for the candidate that's right for me. I'll leave it at that. Thank mm. you very much. I don't appreciate you bringing politics into our podcast. He's a it's single issue been, voter, and that issue will is be grit. about football. <laughs> Who's grit the and football candidate? is all that matters, no matter <laughs> no matter what you're talking about. Well, um, I'll just remind you that a couple years ago, when the case race led Vikings uh, were tearing through the NFL regular season, you both constantly reminded me of like how like the Vi- how the Vikings had never beat anyone good yet. And to Rob's credit, he is being consistent in his judgments here. Uh, and pointing out fairly that the Packers, uh, the only good team they've played is the Saints without their their best offensive player, um, and uh, uh, they're just kind of they're a paper champion. They're a fraud. 
They're, they're a fraud and they're a nobody, and I can't wait for them to lose to like the Washington football team in the first round of the playoffs. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be goddamn beautiful. Well, that would all be I can say is uh, currently we're looking at a number one seed, first round bye, and uh, playoffs coming through Lambeau Field, baby. You, you better believe the Packers are losing that. to the Saints if next somehow, week. If somehow the uh, Packers could get the Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys. yeah. Oh, like McCarthy is in return to Green Bay. That would be Don't, something that, special. Oh my right God! There. Please, yeah. that's. I beg of you, <laughs> if there is a God in the world. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's willing anyway, to do you a favor, Professor. I will go to church every I, I, day for a year. <laughs> I do just have to say one other thing about Tuesdays. the other game that was played on Saturday. Um, Stefan Diggs, also incredible. I mean, the two stars of Saturday really were Stefan Diggs and Teddy Bridgewater. And you just got to think that if any team had both those guys, I mean, it's multiple Super Bowls year dynasty. after year. This true dynasty. I don't know. I don't understand the thinking behind getting rid of some players like that, but, you know, teach their own. <sighs> you son of a bitch. You're- be cruel today, uh, Steve Kick, and I'm I'm into well, it, so I'm all yeah, for it. Yeah, I, I thought uh, a segment where he week. didn't talk about the Packers would be like sweet relief, and but turns out it was the the cruelest trick of all. Yes, well, Steve I will trick. talk one Packer. I will talk one Packer, and that's Mason Crosby with another fifty yeah, you, plus. Like, God damn you! Ball. Look out, Gary Anderson. He's coming for your record, baby. Oh wow, yo, you. You just screwed yourself by invoking Gary Anderson's name. <laughs> but, yeah, that's not who I would. Yeah. That's not a name that I would want to bring up. I, I, I am sure looking at a deep playoff push. I am going to clip I'm that little sound that. bite right there, and this is coming back to bite you. I'm looking kickers with perfect seasons. I think I know Gary is the the one, mm. but I'm not sure if there's any other. Wow. Well, uh, well, well, you do that. I'm going to talk quickly yes. about my Lions. Um, okay, they, there's been like 10 of them, actually, so not a big deal. Okay. Well, of all the ones you chose, Gary Anderson. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's invoked. Anyhow, my Lions, uh, they go down to the Titans. I, would you call this a shootout? I mean, it, it was 46 to 25. It was weirdly a shootout. I, I mean, in a weird way. It, it was clear that Detroit was trying to make it a shootout to keep Derrick Henry from getting the ball. But the problem is they couldn't stop so well. Derrick Henry when yeah. they had the ball. I don't know if Santa I call Hill it a was on fire, too. Yeah, it was more Santa of a blow. It was Santa more of a blowout than it was a shootout. Yeah, with a, a blowout with, like, the signs of shots. But you know what? God bless Matthew Stafford for suiting up. He, again, yeah. we, we talked about it last week, the cowardly... A cheap shot yeah. that Very uh, Packers put on him. Uh, he had some injured ribs. He's already dealing with a uh, like a torn ligament on his throwing hand and his thumb. Uh, but he suits up and he played decently well. Um, they ended up taking him out at the end when the game was out of reach, and we saw a little uh, uh, Chase Daniel chase race. Ooh, yeah, action. Who doesn't love that? Cool. Yeah, um, that's but, a little throwback. You know. Yeah. <laughs> At this point with the Lions, it is sort of like probably best in their best interest to to lose these games and just see if you can, you know, get DeAndre Swift the ball a fair amount of time. Don't, you know, further injure any of your main guys. Try to get some kind of positive stuff going into the offseason. So, I got to uh, say, Rob, these last couple weeks, I've been really, really impressed with Matthew Stafford. Um, I'm really excited to see him win the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a yeah. different team. It's going to be incredible. Who's he going to win with then? If you had to. Good question. If you had to guess. Hmm. I guess um, right now, I Chicago? think Jacksonville has lo- is loaded with picks and will uh, be throwing them Detroit's way. Hmm. Number one overall? It, it, it's what, currently what in cool. play. What a coup that would be. That'd be an interesting number one uh, overall. You get Trevor and they get Stafford. It'd be, it'd be a be play. Interesting. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, it, it's going to be regardless of what kind of haul you get back. It's going to be hard to say goodbye to my boy Stafford if that does happen. 
Um, but, you know, whatever's best for the team, whatever's best for Rory. Brave of you. All right, yeah. Rory is the key here. Yeah. Um, last game of the week. This is the one I've most eagerly been looking forward to <laughs> discussing. Uh, the Bears come to U.S. Bank Stadium and take out the Vikings 33-27. Mm-hmm. to 27. This is bordering a shootout, I'd say. I mean, sure. 60 combined points. Yeah, shootout implies going game. back and yeah. forth. The end, of the, the end of the game definitely with no stops were made. Uh, near the end of the game that's for sure yeah um yeah. i would like i'd like to say that the vikings didn't lose they ran out of time um because they were driving to score you, you once again um Isn't, time oh is part of winning and losing in this in yeah. football right yeah yeah um so obviously <laughs> um i'm going to take the high road here and i'm not going to talk about uh the blatant pass interference on the hell mary that would have been called last week if tom brady was throwing the ball um and instead um let's move on to talk it's good about of you not to talk about that yeah, yeah. thank you, thank uh, you. If, I br- if i brought that up and pointed that fact out um you know that would just be kind of petty of me although accurate so i'm just not going to do it um i'm bigger than that um wow honestly i, I just want to tip my hat hat right now to uh your 2020 minnesota vikings uh i want to give them a little round of applause because uh the fact that they were in the season for this long despite the immense injuries uh they sustained throughout the year is just a, a credit to like the players who were playing and the coaches who were coaching i mean they're 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 sack leader right now uh, they traded forward right before the season, then traded him like five five games into the year, and he's leading the team in sacks. That like uh, Yanich Nagake dude or whatever, um, you know. Like our, the our second leader in sacks has three and a half, and he's a seventh round uh, draft pick. You know, Hunter and Pierce missed the whole season. Barr only played in the game and a half. Holton Hill and Mike Hughes are two starting cornerbacks, only played in four games each. Uh, Eric Kendricks missed the last three games, kind of in that stretch clutch time games that uh, really could have made a big difference. You know, the only area of our defense that had consistent play was our two safeties. Uh, otherwise, it's been like a revolving door of like rookies and like uh, backups. And uh, it's just, um, you know, for the Vikings to be in it this long, it really speaks to how good Zimmer is. And it, it speaks to like, despite having a shitty offensive line, how good Kirk Cousins and the uh, the wide receivers are um, for the Vikings offense. So I'm just, I'm really proud of them. Um, and I, I predicted that in the offseason there was a one step backwards, two steps forward year, and that was before all these injuries. So for the Vikings to like still like be in this many close games, like they just barely lost to the Bears, they almost beat the Seahawks, they almost beat um, uh, the Titans, and all these great teams. Like the point differential in those games are so small. They beat the Packers once, you know. The next year's, oh my God, it looks so bright. You get some of these injured guys back. Maybe you get another offensive <laughs> lineman in the middle. You're looking at a real Super Bowl contender, and I think Kirk showed us a lot of moxie this year, and I've got him eyed for a certain uh, valuable Let's award uh, <laughs> for next year. So um, at this point, I'm just look really happy that we have the opportunity to supplement our roster with a good draft pick. Um, like We're a much better team than our draft pick's going to be, and that's like what you, where you want to be is a good team with a good draft pick. And so the future has never been brighter. Uh, hat tip to you, uh, Mike Zimmer. Would you say the future is so bright you got to wear shades? Well, yeah, I, I would say the future is so bright that it blinds one of your eyes. Uh, oh. Wow, you're uh, blinded by the light. Yeah, that's right. Let's um, let's uh, speak about Zimmer for a second. Sure. Um, you talked about how how proud you are of him and very all proud and everything, but it seems like you've very much disagreed with a lot of the. A lot of his moves, particularly on offense mm, and I, his mm. reliance on the running game. Yeah, so um, if there's one person who I'm not proud of, it's Gary Kubiak, uh, who, again, I'm suspect that to be an AFC Super deep Bowl state winner. Mole. Super Bowl winner, Gary Kubiak. Yeah, yeah, but he's a deep state mole. You got to realize he was sent here to sabotage the Vikings with antiquated play calling. Um, <laughs> who sent him? <laughs> yeah, Goodell, that's a good Goodell question. sent him. <laughs> have you been following along? Goodell had... Goodell has it out for the Vikings. Where have you been the last like four seasons of the show? I'm firmly established. No, just, sometimes it's good to just make you articulate these things. Yeah. So why does Goodell specifically hate the Vikings? Um, I think uh, too much freedom is uh, is a big part of it. Oh, um, of yeah. Um, I think that's sure. a big part of it. I think 
I, I think no freedom um, league. He, he didn't like some of Randy Moss's like behaviors and antics a little bit. Um, he thought he was right. too exciting um, and too cool, uh, and he felt like he was being upstaged. Uh, and so I think that's part of it too. Um, Obviously, I think the Mike Tice era really rubbed him the wrong way. Um, Mike Tice was just like kind of too, too, too colorful and too interesting, uh, and just kind of like a, too nice of a guy. And so this is kind of like the love boat. The love boat plays into it too. Um, and so yeah. it's just a series of events that have made Roger Goodell have this irrational hatred. Also, he's a Packers fan too. We've already established that as well. So um, there's plenty. So of what it. you're saying, so what you're saying is that Roger Goodell is Vince McMahon. And the Vikings are Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, uh, basically, interesting, something like that. Except that um, there's no like cleverly written like bedpan scenes to like, kind of put us over yet. But this coming mm. next next year, it's coming. Right. Yeah. Uh, I will, old, it would be fun to see Kirk Cousins hit Roger Goodell with a bedpan. Mm. So yeah, um, it would think, be good. I think the worst part of, about this is just that it made the Polish sausage happy. Um, it was just mm. it's hard to watch yeah. that. Uh, it, it was hard great. to see, like, uh, you know, like, it's kind of, these Bears, they're kind of, like, they're a dirty team. Like, Akeem Nix is, like, punching offensive linemen. And granted, that guy sucks, so, like, he deserves to be right. punched. But, like, still, it's kind of mean. Right. Um, and it, yeah. But yeah. here's what I will say. Um, I think the Vikings kind of did the rest of the NFC North a favor, the Lions and the Packers specifically, uh, because by making Mitch Trubisky look good, it just increases yes. the odds that they're going to re-sign him to a big deal this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's going to be that stuck with him is, for like five more years. That truly is the uh, the silver lining this week. So, yeah, and so, last week as well, I think Mitch is looking really good. Mm-hmm. At least decent, we'll say. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm saying 3D so is by Zimmer. Yeah, well done, Zimmer. Yeah, Thank you. I, I predict uh, the, the Packers uh, will do the same thing in week 17. When they have nothing to play for you. Yeah, right. exactly. I don't know who the Bears play next week. I guess we'll find out in our last segment. But um, I predict more of this. Looking- Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. How's that for a teaser? Um, yeah. I will say this, guys. <laughs> Ultimately, like, you know, I had a lot of hope for this season at different times. I kind of went back and forth. There is something, though, in one of these, like, kind of turbulent seasons when you're finally, like, not officially eliminated, but, like, basically eliminated, uh, which the Vikings pretty much are. They're pretty much eliminated. Um, there's the mathematically a way to get in, but it involves ties and a lot of zaniness. Um, there's something about like this is a sweet relief, you know, like like the, the cold embrace mm. of death. And you're just like, I don't have to be sure. stressed anymore. I don't need to get that mad. Although I probably still will. Um, it's just like it's a kind of like a, a sigh of relief. It's a burden off your shoulders. Like, all right, my team is officially done and I can just go back to making fun of the Packers uh, full time. OK, well, hopefully uh, the Vikings can still give us a little Christmas miracle uh, this upcoming Friday. All, I'd appreciate that. Mm, yeah, no, are there any? Is there anything not. in particular you're you're looking for in these last seemingly meaningless games um, out of I, the Vikings? I guess I would like it if like our our biggest tight end ran like an out route at the Saints sideline and like fell into um, Sean Payton's knee and like like kind of really snapped his knee in half or something. Uh, one of those things where, like, where Kirk overthrows dive. the ball and he has to make a diving catch and takes Sean Payton out. I'd like to see something like that. Okay, so that'd be nice. Pretty much all of your, all of these goals involve hurting Sean Payton. Okay, that's I think that's my number one at least as far as next week goes. I, I mean, it, it would it would behoove the Vikings not to put a bounty on Sean Payton, wouldn't you say? Mm. You know, NFL I, really frowns on that. Yeah, yeah, they would they would ban somebody for life for one year, um, which would be <laughs> a real fucking shame. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you gotta be honest. I think you're, I think you're, uh, I think you're taking this well, professor. I wasn't expecting yeah, I you like to. I, don't um, like I mean, especially this year, you've been so all over the place from like, okay, they're, they're on their, they're going to win out super bowl, uh, to they should just lose out. Um, oh yeah, I got it's just been from one extreme to the other. I, I got week and seventeen I, against the Lions circled as a big loss. Um, you know that could be for uh, you know the loser of the division and a better draft pick than the other. So, oh, mm, thinking, uh, thinking a tie might be in order Ooh. there. Ah. nothing. Would, can, nothing would make me happier than, than yeah, a one tie. can only. <laughs> week 17 <laughs> week 17 tie between what chase daniel and whoever the hell the vikings backup quarterback sean mannion 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. to my <laughs> yes. All right. Cool. Well, um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, and we're going to go back to that classic holiday segment in the hunt. Um, given the direction this podcast has gone the last month or so, we thought it'd be appropriate. In the hunt conspiracy theory. Yeah. Mm. This is going to get weird. Come back with us on Kings of the North. We're back on the Kings of the North. It's a good song. Oh, yeah. Great song. Yeah. Uh, so. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say we've been doing uh, the the classic holiday tradition on this podcast mm. in the hunt. Mm. Um, fortunately, it looks as though both the Lions and the Vikings are now no longer in the hunt. Yeah, pretty much um, on the outskirts of that. They've been the hunted oh, these last mm, couple of weeks. Hunter be hunted. Yeah, that's that's the NFL for you. Um, but basically, we have the three tiers: division leaders, wild card, in the hunt, and we do some different topics with it. And it's a huge hit, and everybody loves it. Um, everyone, every time, or else, oh, everyone says so. Now, I feel like Professor has been more on the forefront of the conspiracy theory bandwagon, and that's right. Fortunately, the Beefcake has mm-hmm. kind of has followed him down that weird path. Um, well, look, the, people are talking online, and there's a lot of good ideas out you there. You say that about time. everything. People are talking. Like, what people? Just oh. Yeah. Americans, when, true, since, real Americans. You know, when does real that patriots. give any idea, any like credence? People are talking about it, so there must be something to it. Well, I, Professor, back me up here. That, that I, I think that merits something if people are talking about it. I mean, you need like deep, deep research, like I've done, uh, to kind of verify it. But like you know, that smoke, um, people talking is definitely smoke. So. Uh, I got to research the fire, though. There's definitely fire. Yeah. Um, I can teach you about how to research this more during the off-season beefcake. You you are a budding budding mind as far as this goes. I'm I'm all right. You just need a little little tutelage. (sighs) Take you under his wing. That's right. right wing. (laughs) Anyhow, I'm really Uh, apprehensive about this whole whole edition of In the Hunt conspiracy theories because i feel mm. like it's only going to like get you guys riled up um so and how just i just i just want that to be known uh, for the record i did not support this but i'll but it's uh, I'll, I'll put aside my my own differences in thought for the podcast yeah you are a pro um, so yeah i'm the consummate professional mm. Uh, so I'll hand it over to the professor since he. Wow. Imagine he has the most content. Oh, I got content. Topic. This is going to probably be at least a 30 minute uh, diatribe conspiracy. <laughs> so go ahead, professor. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you picked me first because obviously I'm going to have the best stuff. And I thought you'd want to kind of like get me out of the way, save me for last and get your kind of inferior stuff out. But you know, I'll set the tone. I got, I got, I got a couple in the hunt here. Uh, the first one, I won't, I won't spend much time on it because we've we've kind of been covering it for the last four years. But it is about how uh, and Roger Goodell controls the NFL like Vince does the WWE, um, and he kind of treats mm. the Vikings like that comically an inept wrestler just to put other people over, uh, and basically, uh, and so that he could be like tra- later be trounced by. Uh, his favorite franchises or his, the storylines that will make him the most money. Um, so each time mm. there's been a Vikings collapse, you can directly attribute it. There's a through line right to him putting someone over else deliberately over the Vikings. Um, so that, that one's pretty much like not even conspiracy theory. It's just kind of a fact. Um, but, uh, you know, I threw it in there, too. Um, it's just impossible. It's impossible that the Vikings just suck and screw screw up in critical situations. That's just... 
No. That can't so be no true. Way, right? uh, you're getting it, Rob. I see. Thanks for <laughs> you're doing okay, good. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Um, so my next one uh, is actually going to, my next in the hunt, is actually going to come back again in a bigger form in the wild card round. <clears throat> and it involves mm. Stefan Diggs. Uh, and why he's doing so well this year. And, and many people have talked about, like, well, it's because he finally has a good quarterback, which is bullshit. Kirk Cousins is way better than that bum Josh Allen. Um, Not just, true. Check the PFF rankings, bro. Um, they, they talked about, you know, different play calls PFF. or things like that. Um, and the real reason that he's doing so much better is because he got a cat this offseason. Um, uh, ah. What people don't know is that cats make you much more of an alpha male. Um, uh, they make you stronger and faster, and they, they help you meditate a little bit too, and so you have a clear mind. Uh, and this has been shut down by Big Dog. Uh, the Big Dog industry is trying to really silence this. Um, and so people, if you see like, well, Josh Allen, this versus Kirk Cousins, that no, he just got a cat. That's all it is. Um, Big Dog is against the Vikings as well. I didn't say they were against the Vikings. I just said the Big Dog is shutting down all like the pro cat talk. What about? Um, what about uh, Red Dog, the direct competitor to Big Dog? Root Root. Yeah, um, I think they're wrapped up in it too. Um, they're, they're kind of they're <laughs> one of the major funders of of this all. Uh, the dog industry and Red Dog is all it's all wrapped together. I'm like, um, it's they're a keeping, big conspiracy. They're keeping cats down, and uh, you know what? Cats rule. Dogs rule. Uh, that's the real truth, folks. Um, Dog, dogs do drool. And I'm going to pick it up with our with our my next conspiracy, my first wild card conspiracy. Um, where, where is, there's a lot of anti Randy Moss propaganda out there from his second time with the Vikings when he Ugh. he allegedly said I wouldn't feed this shit to my dog, um, which is not what he said. This is a major major false flag operation. Um, he was actually saying that the Vikings would play better if they got rid of their shitty dogs because um, Moss is also a cat guy as all alpha wide receivers are um, uh, and he had made that connection was trying to get the Vikings to play better by getting them to buy cats uh, but Big Dog got to him and shut him up and forced the Vikings to trade him away to the Tennessee Titans um, You know how um, like quarterbacks sometimes will buy their offensive linemen like gifts at the end of the year or yeah. something like that like pickup why didn't randy boss get everyone cats i mean i think that's what he was maybe working towards um but the, the again big dog um and their all their red dog money shut him up um so uh obviously if maybe if hams had sponsored randy moss a little bit more this things could be different but alas um my next wild card <sighs> team uh wild card conspiracy is theory bonkers um is about Wait, you're still going in the Oh, God. I have two in the hunts so and many two wild cards. Like, come on. Well, there's a lot of conspiracies uh, out there. The next one directly involves you two, um, who oh, are noted yeah. pizza ranch bashers. Um, mm. Despite the fact that on many occasions uh, I have seen you with my own eyes or my own surveillance footage in pizza ranches, gorging yourself uh, at all hours, uh, every single no. week, over and over for years. All hours? And and I've I've done some research, and... It turns out you guys are in the pocketbook of P Big Pizza. Um, uh, Papa Murphy's uh, and Papa John's, both of them together, have combined to pay you guys off to bash uh, Pizza Ranch on... Papa John Murphy's? Yes, on the number one, on the number one um, uh, NFC uh, North podcast, the biggest uh, Pizza Ranch fan is, is here. And they're trying to shut me up by paying you two to talk shit about it. Uh, like a two -on -one I'm interested world. in this footage that you have. Okay. Well, how, will, how do you get... How do you get footage of? How did you get footage of Pizza Ranch? Uh, uh, pizza Ranch security footage. How did you get a hold of? I that? got Kirk to pull some strings for me. Um, look, I will admit uh, to eating in Pizza Ranch specifically recently. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm throwing all my cards on the table. I have been eating at Pizza Ranch. However, it's strictly for um, I'm grinding tape on it. You know, I'm, it's it's uh, self scouting. Mm. So that when Burger Ranch opens, we can uh, <laughs> take the best parts out of Pizza Ranch and, uh, you know, stay away from the crappy parts, which is I've, most of it. To be fair. Yeah, I've told you every time I've gone to Pizza Ranch because I was more than eager to to describe the horror of, <laughs> of the, the food and the decor and just the overall atmosphere. Yeah, it's um, pretty gross. I think these are the yeah. buzzwords that um, that Pizza Ranch is trying to get you to say, Rob. Horror, yeah, it's a buzzword. It's right from their copy. Horror. 
and my my okay. last my last one, uh, my division leader. Um, it's that most of NFL history has been faked, uh, and in fact, it's not even real. Um, there was actually no football before the NFL AFL merger prior to 1966. And so all the footage that you've seen, <laughs> all the stats, all the, say, championship trophies uh, allegedly handed out beforehand, they're all fake. Like, uh, it was staged much like the moon landing. Um, it was all faked in order to kind of like create this propaganda machine about how the mm. NFL is like so big and historic. Uh, and it's all, it's all been faked, um, again, by Goodell and his deep state moles. Um, and right. so... Uh, seeing as I know the truth and I am in the position of leadership in the Green Bay Packers organization, I'm going to be uh, a trumpet for the truth. And so I will be removing and destroying um, the nine fake world championship titles uh, that the Green Bay Packers allegedly won. Um, although they did not. And they'll be destroyed for all time. Uh, that's right. Your four-time world championship Green Bay Packers will no longer be flag, uh, slaves to this false flag operation. Okay. <sighs> the important thing, let's be honest, the important thing in all this is to show that the Detroit Lions now have zero world championships. Yeah, none. That's I, true, too. Please don't get my Lions involved in. Don't well, do them in this, this nonsense. I'm calling a spade a spade. Look, look. I mean, if you want. What does that mean? Lions are a spade. You use them to dig up. Some, sometimes you just say this stuff like people are <laughs> saying or people are talking about or calling a spade a spade. And it's like, yeah. what, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you the important to thing my in the hunt to figure that out. Well, why important, don't you go next? Well, then. The important thing to remember is that I'm going to go back and edit every single time the Green Bay, uh, uh, Beefcake said your 13 time world championship Green Bay Packers will be edited to four time. World champion uh, Green Bay Packers, or more than the Vikings have. Trust me. Listen, Professor, you're. This is bad. This is a bad idea. I'm just saying. People are. I mean, most owners are keep agitating. It's like keep poking the hornet's nest. Yeah, it's already in danger. You owners (laughs) are already serious fire, and the winning is the only thing that's quelling this. If you keep poking the bear, I can't guarantee your safety. Mm. Are you currently like guaranteeing my safety? I, I I never could, but like you're you're I'm I'm telling you as a friend, you're you're only making this work worse for yourself as a business partner. In Burger as a business Ranch. partner as a friend, mm. you know, it, it's just you gotta you gotta be careful with what with this, your battles. This thing you got you know with great power comes great responsibility and uh, uh you're, um, you're playing with fire i'm sorry but the wool has been pulled over your eyes for too long beefcake and look what it's done to you look what it's made you into the truth will set you free and, and if that means risking my life to do so so be it so be it wow a martyr for the truth yes wow that's uh very brave of you thank you all right let's go let's go to the beefcake now well for your conspiracy theories I've got mine are all interesting because uh, they're all very true. These are all mm. conspiracy theories that are 100% mm. true. Like mine. There's no evidence to, to disagree um, on my conspiracy theories. And uh, Rob, I'll keep it nice and short and simple for us here because that's the way good journalism is. It's short to the point, not a lot of extra, you know, mm. fluff. Facts. And um, yeah, it's it's just good journalism. It's it clickbaity. out and then goes away. Um, so I'm going to start with my one that I have in the hunt. Um, we all know of this, uh, cons- quote unquote conspiracy theory regarding this creature known as Bigfoot, correct? Sure. Um, sure. Like wild man beast thing that people see out in the forest. Well, I'm here to tell you Bigfoot is 100% real. Uh, and that is because he is my actual biological father. Um, Bigfoot hired me, um, which is why my grit is so high and why, you know, obviously I'm a... Beefoot. Beef, yep. Uh, that's my that's my legal uh, actual name. Beef cake is my adopted uh, name. Sure. Uh, my my parents, my human parents, that took it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, right. Bigfoot is my true biological father, and uh, therefore exists. Otherwise, how could I exist? Wow, that's great, man. So that's cool. Okay. Great. 
feels okay. great to get that off my chest. Um, my wild card one is interesting. Uh, I talk about, you guys have heard of, uh, you know, obviously, JFK when he was assassinated. There's sure. a lot of conspiracy around the idea that... Um, you know, the bullet may have curved or something like that, or nobody right. knows who the shooter is. Um, I'm here to tell you that it was actually uh, Magneto that curved the bullet and wow. um, was trying to do that to save JFK mm. because he was a mutant as well, not a, not a human. JFK confirmed mutant that was killed by mutant haters, even though Magneto tried to save him by cur- curving the bullet. Into his bu- into his head. No, he like he got he got pushed or something and wasn't able to like he you know got messed up kind of thing while it was happening. Okay. 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 That's interesting. What was JFK's mutant power? Uh, we don't know. Lost in history. Seduction. Oh, I mean, that's he didn't have to be a mutant to have that power. Let me tell you. Okay. That man was uh, something else. Um, and then my division leader, the conspiracy theory to end all conspiracy theories, um, is this, uh, I want to take you back a couple of years to, uh, uh, Apple Valley, California, when, um, this, this, uh, honestly, it's not that great of a, uh, business called the VFW was burning down. And uh, it was alleged that one Tim Heidecker burned down said VFW, <laughs> which is all a big sham. Um, it's, it's conspiracy theory, you know, meant to place all the blame on him. He did nothing wrong. Uh, this was a set arson fire. Um, wow. And uh, VFW was uh, taken down by Greg Turkington, who was uh, just looking to uh, get it for insurance claims and make a lot of money. Okay, that's, uh, that's unbelievable. That's an interesting one to have as your number one. Well, wow. it's the most important conspiracy theory of all time. <laughs> to make sure yeah, that cool. the truth is out there that's about cool. Tim Heidecker. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go next, and you just said it, uh, Professor. The truth is out there. <laughs> so for my in the hunt, I'm going to take the... Roswell, New Mexico UFO mm-hmm. landings of 1947, <clears throat> because it seems like it was kind of the original conspiracy theory, um, sure. the one that really captured a lot of people's imaginations and began a lot of distrust of, uh, of government. Um, and plus, it had a big part in inspiring one of the greatest all-time TV shows, The X-Files. Uh, yes. Oh, it's so good, so good. Worst. It's the best. It's terrible. You've, have you ever even seen an episode of X Files? Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> you really uh, you should go back and watch again. You're really uh, some moldering about this beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <sighs> All right. Um, my next one, my my wild card. This is one that's from the world of music. I'm going to take the Paul McCartney is dead urban legend oh. slash conspiracy theory. Right. <clears throat> it alleges that Paul died in a car crash and to keep like the whole world of Beatles fans from from just being completely devastated, they took a Paul impersonator and basically put him in the band and tried their best to, um, to keep it uh, keep it under wraps that Paul had dead. And, but all the while, they kept putting all these clues in their songs, and you would have to like play them backwards, and there'd be secret messages, and they put, like... Uh, <laughs> God, this, this new editor is so good. Wow, he's really on his feet. It's a great song, too. Almost as good as X-Files theme. Um... But yeah, just really cool. The lengths to which people will will go, like the mental gymnastics, to believe a particular mm-hmm. conspiracy theory. And mm-hmm. I love Paul McCartney too, and I love the Beatles, so that's a cool one. That's As to the mystique sure. of the band, um, good song. I mean, they were bigger than Jesus, so it makes sense if he <clears> kind <throat> of died and came back to life or something. Yeah, resurrection. Sure. 
Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Um, for my division leader, actually. my division leader, this is one that I was almost certain that the professor was going to take, and I'm glad he didn't. Um, I'm going to take the 1985 NBA draft. Oh, conspiracy theory. yeah. This was the Patrick Ewing draft. And the conspiracy theory goes that that year for the NBA draft lottery to determine who would get the number one overall pick, basically David Stern like reached into, they like, had like a big container and each team had an envelope <laughs> with, their, with their name in it. And there's a bunch of conspiracy theories that go that the Knicks envelope was put in the freezer beforehand so that Stern would be able to tell. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or that the security firm or whatever who who kind of handled the logistics of all this, when they put in the Knicks envelope, that he like intentionally kind of like bashed it up against the side of this container. And so it had like a crease or something. Mm. Uh, so that there was some way for Stern to be able to tell which envelope was the Knicks. Um, That's awesome. I like that a yeah, lot. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I'd say it's probably the original sports conspiracy theory. Right. Um certainly more popular than the football didn't exist before 1966 or whatever. I I thought I'd give our listeners a couple like new ones that they haven't heard before. Mm, I don't like that. Do you come up with these? I didn't come up with them. I discovered them uh, through... Through rigorous research, um, many hours in the library. Your will. will. Yeah. Yeah. A force of belief, mostly. We're through the we're through the looking glass, people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, it's good to kind of fill us in on some of these ones too. Um, to Rob, these uh, more mainstream conspiracy theories. Yeah, I like the classics. You know, sure. not any of this sure. like, big dog, red dog. <laughs> um, these these ones. Yeah, big, big pizza, pizza. <laughs> big Papa. pizza, big pizza, and big dog are two of the biggest enemies of this podcast. Right, I yeah. will bring them down. Yeah, okay, all right, cool. Well, uh, I guess that was relatively painless. The professor and beefcake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're in, we're going to take a quick break, regroup. When we come back, we're going to look ahead to this week's games. So come back with us on Kings of the North. Kings of the North. Oh yeah, great music Ooh. tonight. Boy, it is a free for all here tonight. With this music, stakes are high. <laughs> Let's look ahead to this week's games, most of which are meaningless. Um, Christmas, oh, Vikings, good God, Saints. Why? Um, you've already heard Skull, that. Baby. Already Skull, heard baby. that. Uh, professor. The only Christmas gift he wants is an injured Sean Payton. Hell yeah. Uh, other than that, are you act, do you actually care at all about the actual football aspect of, of I, this game? Here's what I want. Uh, one, Sean Payton gets hurt. Two, uh, a couple touchdown passes from my boy Kirk. Uh, and three, I want the Vikings to lose so we can secure that good draft position and make sure the Saints get the number mm. one seed. Let's go, baby. Who that going to uh. beat them Saints? Not the Vikings. No, sir. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, this is a, a Vikings win. Is, a Vikings win is far more useful to the Packers than any other team. Which means we always Certainly lose. Every time you goddamn like root for the Vikings, we lose. Like you, you sent me skull on Sunday morning. I was like, we're we're done. We lost. As soon as, as soon as Beefcake's yeah. like, hey, once the Vikings to win today, it's game over. Yeah. All right. Um, Son of a bitch. Bucks visiting the Lions on Saturday on mm. Boxing Day. Huh. Um. Yeah, I don't know if, like, I don't even know if, like, Stafford's going to suit up or I, I get the sense that probably Kenny Galladay's done for the season. Like, what's the point of bringing him back? 
Um, I agree with you, Rob, but I see this as uh, the Lions. This is the best part of the seasons for the Lions, and that's spoiler Spoiler season. Sure. It's spoiler. It is officially. And the Lions thrive in spoiler season. The consummate spoiler. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would be. Obviously, I'm going to be rooting for them, but I'm not like the professor wanting. I will be too. I will be too. I, I I would love to see Tom Brady not make the playoffs after they assemble this like quote unquote super team in yeah. Tampa Bay kind of thing. They weren't going to funny. until Goodell interfered uh, last week with that goddamn hell Mary bullshit. Conspiracy theory segment. Uh, Should have gotten it all out of your system. <laughs> I so. can't stop. Yeah. I can't stop. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it'll be fun. And then uh, Sunday night, Titans visiting Lambeau. I think this is a real test. I mean, is there anything? So the Packer, the number one seed, is still the Packers control their destiny. Is that what it is? So basically, the Packers can get the number one seed with a lot. They can still lose this game, and as long as they beat Chicago, they get the number one seed. Okay. So this game is more could be considered a meaningless game, um, but either way, like you said, a great litmus test uh, just to see you know what needs to be cleaned up before their uh, long bye week and you know plenty of time to rest up for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean Tennessee looked awfully good against uh, Detroit, two very, different calibers. Of teams. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill is great. Yeah. I'm finally excited yeah, to watch you play like a real team for once. Like, geez. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. Like, have All you right, lost well, to face Kirk Cousins and the Vikings? Uh, no, they haven't lost since it, that. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, fellas, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. We'll yeah. But uh, I hope you stay safe, and I hope that one of you doesn't murder the other. At least before the end of the season, because we still got, well, you know, we still got to get through the playoffs and all that. So, right. In the interest of the show, please don't murder. One <laughs> uh, well, I can't guarantee anything based on what I see online. Um, right. I won't uh, murder him. I can tell you that much. Wow. Well, I mean, feel good about I, that I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you to that, dude. I'm gonna goddamn. Yeah, you got that. it, man. Yeah. When he like has. A knife up to your throat. You're like, wait a minute. You said, you- <laughs> <Whoa!"> <laughs> I play, oh, that, play that clip. I'm not going to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, uh, this is fun. Um, look forward to next week. So, with that, for the beefcake. Number one, here we come. We got it, baby. Professor? Uh, Skull Saints. Strap with an H. Thanks for joining us on the Kings of the North.